Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. We're so glad that you're here this uh, morning. This is our first post-fill Sunday, for those of you who are new. Um, one of our associate pastors accepted a promotion in another church. And one of Pastor Phil's um, responsibilities was worship. And so I've been given the task of taking over worship, but I know l- zero about worship music, electronics, and so you're going to hear little pops and bzzz, and we're going to just work our way through this, so we ask that you um, be patient with us, but we've got a wonderful team and uh, just a loving team with such a servant heart to serve you. Um, But we're going to continue on our overall series of placing God in the center of your life. Because one of the things, it's so important, if your life is to work, if you really want the life that you can imagine and vision, that the only way it works is if you can put God in the center of our lives. And today, we're going to start a a four-part series of putting God in the center of our schedules. Because we are a busy people. We really are, Americans are one of the busiest people on this planet. But being busy comes at a cost, right? And here are some of the, um, uh, let's say, symptoms of, let's say, your schedule is becoming overwhelming and it's causing you stress. You know, are you feeling tired? You know, do you feel, are you feeling more tired than normal? Do you have headaches? Do you have headaches? Are you becoming more irritable? Irritable. When I say irritable, you know, things that used to bother you start bothering you. Before, it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to sweat it. I'll sweat the small stuff. But now even the small stuff, it's making you irritable. Do you find yourself eating too much? Are you a stress eater? You know, or maybe some of you, you know, eat too little. And this is some of the things that you college kids have to worry about. Because one of the big things that, you know, when college students get stressed and busy, you know, they skip meals, right? They skip meals. And granted, you, um, you could afford to put on the calories that we can, but you need them calories for your brain cells. But so a lot of times, you know, college students, when they get stressed, in order to try to um, deal with the stress, they'll skip meals. Are you becoming less social? Are you becoming less social? Meaning people or crowds, you know, you're shying away from them. Because after all, aren't most of our problems people related? And a lot of our stress comes from people. And so when we feel stressed out, when we're getting too busy, we withdraw from the source of maybe what we perceive as our stress. Are you getting sick more? Are you getting sick more easily now than you used to? Do you feel panicked? You know, things that you were able to handle before, when certain, certain circumstances come up, you feel a bit more panicked. Um, or are you forgetting things? Now, that's a big one for me when I'm stressed out. Are you forgetting things? It's funny that I was going to my car to uh, get something, and I happened to run into the Kims, and we were just started to talk. And then after I finished my conversation with them, I went to my car, and I stood there for about three minutes because I forgot what I was going to my car for. You know, and I said, man, okay, I'm here. I know I wanted to get something in my car. I just forgot what it was. 
you know? And so are you forgetting things? So all of these things, if you take a look at these symptoms, are you getting stressed out? And is your stress a result of your schedule? Because this is important. This is important. And parents, I want to speak to you too. Because if we're stressed out, what happens? Well, we tend to stress out those around us, right? And then we have stressed out kids. Or let's say if we're overly scheduled, what do we do? We tend to over-schedule over you know, our kids. You know, and for you young people right now, you guys are busier now than we ever were when I was your age in college. Okay? And you guys are just starting off, you know, your life overscheduled. So these are the things that you have to learn if you want to live a life that you want, a life that you feel that you can manage. Because it says on the average, we spend about as much time shopping each day as we used to do communicating and socializing, about 45 minutes each. The average American also spends 12 minutes a day mowing the lawn and tending the garden and only eight minutes a day in religious or spiritual activities. In other words, Americans on the average spend 50% more time cutting grass than cultivating their souls, okay? And so um, we see this in our lives where certain things are left out. And for many of us, you know, it's really not so much our, our schedules, but it's our priorities that um, keep us busy. And I know that you know, you've probably seen this um, illustration before or um, you've heard about this illustration. So if you've seen it or heard this, just indulge me. But I think um, this is a really a good reminder of what our lives are like. Because sometimes we really don't realize how overscheduled we are. And so if you notice, we have two jars here. And the jar, the glass jar, represents a period of time. It could represent a day. It could represent a week. It could represent a month, a year, or decades. And these little white pebbles represent the things that we do that we like to do or the things that we need to do. It could be like shopping, hobbies, sports, social media, whatever it is. You know, these are the things they represent. Things that we, you know, feel that we need to do, but ultimately don't um, add to our ultimate success or our ultimate well-being. And these rocks here represent uh, the big things in our lives um, that have to take importance in our lives. So you might have one big rock could be your marriage. Another big rock... Whoa. is, um, let's say, your children, okay? We have another rock here that could represent y- your work. And finally, another rock here that represents God. And when we look at this, um, you can see that obviously all the things that we want to do don't fit in this jar. And we, this is the way we try to live. We try to live cramming everything into this jar, and you notice it doesn't fit. So what do we do to make this all fit? We take these things off. And we go, okay, now my life works. 
But imagine over time what happens if you don't give your marriage a priority. Imagine over time what will happen if you, one of this rock is your children and you ignore your children because you're working too much, right? And you just leave it out in order to make your life work. Imagine over time what all that, that will do or the effect that will have or whether it's relationships or whatnot, imagine the effect it will have if the only way you could leave, make your life work right now is to leave these things out or not give them priority. But worst of all, worst of all, what if this rock was God, right? And so in order for me to make my life work, there's so many things I want to do, so many things I want to accomplish, so many things I like to do, God, I just don't have time for you. So we take the God rock out and we try to live this way. And the whole purpose of this whole sermon is if you leave this God rock out, your life will never work. You could try all these different permutations of putting rocks in and out to try to juggle to make your life work. But if you leave this God rock out, your life will never work. And so what's the solution? It's prioritizing. Prioritizing your big rocks, okay? So, of course, what's, if this is our God rock, you know, this has to go in first. Has to go in first, okay? Whatever rock is next, you know, marriage, you know, okay, that's, you know, number two. Okay, rock number three, maybe your children, right? Maybe your children. Finally, rock number four, it could be your work, it could be your friends, you know, it could be what, whatever you feel is it important that um, will give you success. That if you don't pay attention to it, it'll have harmful side effects, you know, in your life. So that goes in third. But it's interesting, then you have all of this other stuff here, Right? You know, this represents, like I said, social media. This represents watching TV. This re- represents sport. This represents going fishing. This, re- no, this represents, sorry, I'm not picking on you, Danny. I love fishing, too. I wish I could have more fishing rocks in here. Um, but um, it represents all the things that you like to do, but you have one that aren't bad things, okay? Unless, you know, unless some of these things are against God's, against the Bible, you know, there's nothing wrong with these things. And so we, you know, end up trying to put them into this jar. Like so. And guess what? It works. It works. Well, you could do the things that you wanted to do as well as these other things if you prioritize correctly. But I said, the, you know, the majority of us, the way we prioritize is the first example. We put all of the things that we like to do first, and we, leave, we put in those big rocks last, and we find out our life doesn't work. And so the only way our life works is if we what? T- take these big rocks out. And I guarantee you, if you neglect these big rocks, they're going to have some pretty negative effect on your life, okay? And see, that's what we're going to talk about here, where priority determines capacity. You could do all of these things, but one, you have to prioritize it. And this comes from Anne Lee Stanley's series, 
called the time of their life. And so if you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to um, Psalm 119.10. Psalm 119.10. Okay, and this is um, what we see um, prioritizing in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. It says, I seek you with all my heart, and do not let me stray from your commands. Now, the word prioritize, you're not going to find that in the Bible. But, <laughs> but you see that whole uh, theme or, of prioritizing in the word seek. So when it says, um, I seek you with all my heart, it says, I am giving priority to going after God. I am giving priority to live a life worthy of God. So we see that here. The psalmist tells us to seek or give priority to, um, to God and to not let him stray from his commands, to give priority to living according to scripture because ultimately that's the best way to live our lives. And then we go to, um, let's see, the next one is Matthew um, 6, 31. And this is from the New Testament. We all know this verse. We all know this so much that we kind of just kind of glance over this. But we don't see the importance of this promise that God gives to each one of us who seek him. And so he says, um, starting off with Matthew 6, 31. It says, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Well, what shall we eat? That's a big rock. You know, what shall we drink? Well, that's a big rock, too. Oh, what shall we wear? You know, that's a big rock. I says, but don't worry about these things. Then he goes on, Jesus says on the Sermon of the Mount in 632, for the pagans or those who don't follow God or those who don't believe that God exists run after these things or they seek after these things or they give priority of these things. And they put these things and give them priority in their lives. Now, there's nothing wrong with what Jesus just said, the three things that Jesus said. But what he was saying, the problem is, is when you seek or you give priority to these things. And it says, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Now, this is where I think the tension comes in for us. Do we really, really believe that God knows what we need? Is it something up here? Is it something up here? That, oh yeah, John 6, you know, 32 or 31. We read that over and over. But do we really, really believe that God knows what we need? Because there are so many times I said it up here, but I really didn't believe it in here. And the reason, the way I knew that is because I felt that, okay, God, yes, the Bible says you know what I need, but I need to help you out here because I think you really don't know exactly what I need, so I'm going to go after those things myself. I'm going to give those things priority because I know that I need them. And I'm not sure you know that I need them, or maybe I think you need, you think that I need something that I don't want, but I know what I want. And I start going after those things myself. I start acquiring those things that I need. 
Why? Because if I was to be honest with myself, you know what's driving that is I really don't believe that God knows what I need. And since I don't believe it, I need to acquire those things myself. But haven't we all been there? Haven't we all been there? And this is what, what one of the, we've got to really come to grips on this if we are to appropriate this promise in our lives. As we've got to come to the place where we just say, God, I believe you know my needs. God, I believe you know what's best for me. Because what comes after this is predicated on us believing this. Okay? And then we go to the famous verse that we all have known, since maybe some of us were kids. But it says, but seek first. Once again, seek means what? Prioritize. Give priority. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you as well. What things? These things. And maybe not all of them, but what you know, God says is, look, Dave, you know, I know what you need. You know, more than you think I know. But if you seek me first, if you give me, if you give me priority, if you put that rock in first, what does that do? That schedules everything around us. That makes all of our priorities correct if we put that big rock in first. He says, David, if you put that rock in first, then all these things will be added to you. But if you don't put that rock in first, guess what? That promise doesn't apply. That promise doesn't apply. You know, God is an organizing factor in your life. Your life succeeds or fails based upon us giving God priority in our lives. Because you know what? We're all seeking something. We are all seeking something. Because whatever we are seeking drives our priorities. Whatever we are seeking drives our behavior. You know, I just want um, you to think about what you are seeking right now. Just take a couple of seconds. What is that that you're really seeking? What is that that you really want? then think about your behaviors and how your behaviors come out of that which you seek. You know, and we could fake it, right? You could say, well, I'm, you know, I'm seeking, my heart seeks after God. But you know what? If you really want to know what you seek, ask somebody around you. <laughs> ask your spouse. Ask your friends. And ask your family members. Ask your coworkers. Ask anybody who knows you what do you think is important to me? And then they'll be the ones that could tell you because they see how you use your time. They see um, what's important to you by the way you converse, the subject matters that you talk about. All of those things determine what's important to you. So if you really want to know what's important to you, you know, ask your friends. But this is the one thing that you could do to make your priority um, 
priorities right, to put that God rock in first, is the best way to start the day is to give God the first few minutes of every day. The best way to start your day or the day is to give God the first few minutes of the day. So when you get up, it could just be a prayer. When you get up, it could be a devotional. When you get up, you could just be sitting in silence. Now, you have to be a little bit more true to that because, you know, when you try to sit in silence and listen to God early in the morning, a lot of times you just, you know, and you might fall back asleep again. But anyway, you know, try this. The first thing you do in the morning, when you wake up, Give those first few minutes to God. Because how many of us who have regular devotions tend to worry less when we have those morning devotions? Anybody? Yeah, there's a principle here. Is that when we put God first in the morning, we tend to worry less. You know, Martin Luther used to say, pray and then let God worry. And that's what we're doing. We get up in the morning, God, okay, we're going to give our first few minutes to you. Okay, the day's yours. We're going to let you worry about everything. But it kind of sets the tone of your day, if you could do that. Because what happens, I used to, you know, there are times when the first thing I get up is I look at the L.A. Times. I look at CNN. I look at ESPN. And that either gets me, makes me afraid, anxious, or angry depending on how the Lakers do, you know? And so that's really good to start your day that way. But, but, what if you could start your day, give the first few minutes, however you do it, to God? You'll find out that really changes the day. Once again, the only way to make your life work the way you want it is to put God first. Is to put God first. You know, Psalm 23, it says, He leads me beside still waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. How many of you right now are so scheduled out that that's what you want? Just to be able to lie down beside still waters. Or just to be able to lie down in green pastures. To take the breather. That's the life that God wants for you. Not this frenetic life where you're just going back and forth, back and forth, and you're just tired all the time. No, he wants peace for you. And the only way you could give that is if you put him first. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that this is a promise that you've given us, that, Lord, if we seek you and your righteousness first, Father, all the things that you know we need, you'll give them to us. And I thank you so much, Lord, that that's not a suggestion, but Father, that's a, that's a promise. And Lord, we claim that promise this morning. And Father, for anybody here who's struggling, Lord, I pray that um, you would allow them to start the day off and give the first few minutes to you, whether it's a simple prayer, saying, God, I'm yours today. Do with, with me what you please. Help me, Lord, to live your will this day. Maybe read a passage of scripture or sit in silence just before you listening to you, enjoying your presence. But Father, may we do that. And thank you so much that you're a God who knows what we need. You know what we need 
better than what we know, what we feel we need ourselves. So thank you so much for your promise to give us what we need. In your son's name we pray, amen. Uh, if you look at the weekly challenge here, what I'd like you to do is meditate on Matthew 6, 31 to 33, at least two times a day. Now, you might want, this might be a verse where you want to start your first few minutes with. Get up and just read Matthew 6, 31 through 33. And ask God, am I seeking your righteousness first? Am I seeking? Or God, you know, am I giving you even priority in my life? Or do God, do I really believe you know what I need? Um, then ask yourself, do I really believe God knows what I need? Because once again, this is the foundation for you know, that promise. And then it says, give the first few minutes of each day to God through prayer, Bible reading, or listening to God. Now, you know, we give you these weekly challenges you know, every single week. Yet we, we get very little feedback on, hey, is this working? Is this helping you? Or you just kind of say, oh, this is a homework assignment, and okay, sounds good, but we don't do it. But, but, you know, if these weekly challenges have been helping you, if you've maybe done something and it's really impacted your week or your life, please, could you tell us? You know, send me an email. Send me an email. And then what we would love to have you do is talk to you. But then this is going to take some courage. This is going to take some courage. We'd love to have you share with the congregation, you know, how these weekly challenges are moving you closer to Christ, how these weekly challenges are um, changing your life. So if you could do that too, remember that. If it's, if it's doing something to change your life, please let us know because we'd like to have you the opportunity to let all of us know and just be a blessing to 